After 13 episodes, I can tell you with absolute and utter certainty, I don't give a fuck about the Bakers. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Blackout Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of 13 Reasons Why, the finale episode entitled Tape 7, Side A. This was written by Brian Yorkie, directed by Cal Patrick Alvarez. I gave this a whopping 6.4 out of 10. I think my intro (laughs) gave some indication on how I felt about the ending of this season. I think this lawsuit is ridiculous. I think there needs to be a criminal investigation. Sure. This shit with the school? Not so much. But we will get there when I go over briefly the things that occurred this episode. Before I do, want to jump into some light housekeeping to tell you what else we got coming up this week. So tomorrow we will have, well first tonight, cause I'm doing this and then the Haunting of Bly Manor episode two, thus far, not so scary that I am needing a ventilator. So we shall see how that continues to go. Then on Tuesday, we have Raised by Wolves, episode three. On Wednesday, can't wait to get back into Utopia, episode four. Doom Patrol on Thursday, episode 10. Then we're right back into the scary with The Haunting of Blythe Manor, episode three. And then on Saturday, of course, we have Vicariously Merlin, Season 3, Episode 8 and 9. And then The Leftovers, for all those who have been waiting, Season 3, Episode 1, the final season. I think that's only 8 episodes, so I'm excited about that. We got about 5 more episodes of Doom Patrol. We're about halfway through Utopia, that first season, so we have a good week planned. I wish this episode was the hi- a highlight of that, but it isn't. It's not a highlight of this week of great things. It is an absolute shit show. Let's start with Hannah. Hannah is someone I, in some parts, feel sorry for because her mother did not give her the the support that she needed (laughs) during this very very confusing time in her life I think she lacked a lot of direction however I also feel frustrated with the character of Hannah some of her actions do not coincide with the depressive character were meant to understand her to be to the point where she took her own life. And while what I said about her parents is a little callous, unfortunately, based on the story that they decided to tell, that is exactly where the majority 
of some of these actions fall on that resulted in the fate in which Hannah suffered and that may be a hard pill to swallow but in the story in which this show constructed that remains one of the ultimate truths because we do in her story with she decides to go to Tony get the cassettes she starts making the tapes based on everything uh, that happened to her from the moment she got to this town and then she goes to and then never mind she doesn't even leave a last tape to her parents which that is such a shitty thing I mean if you're gonna write a suicide note then you at least should address the people that (laughs) I just don't understand the mindset of this character that you would add such a conniving type of action towards something that is ultimately, you know, when you're at that rock bottom state, you're not thinking about, I mean, maybe you are thinking about revenge. I just understand in the great deal of experience I have and that's probably why it rubs so raw is I have a really great understanding and I mean I don't mean to say it isn't great I have a very uh, close understanding of people that I know that have been associated with rape or neglect or things that aren't so immature in a sense and I think that's where the premise of this show breaks down as well because you're trying to address suicide and connect it to bullying but then you decided to toss on sexual harassment then at the end you tried to build a narrative that simply was not the narrative a great deal of the actions were built up on the character herself I will never understand why she would decide to go in the house of the man who molested your friend, stay in the hot tub with him, not leave. I mean, I was almost Marcus at the end of this episode. Not he, what he did was wrong too, because he did not go as hard as he should have because his personal life was distracting him. And I don't want to get on Marcus quite yet because I'm not excusing his behavior whatsoever. But I feel as if in this tale, there's thought to be gone around, right? But some people are doing things that even aren't bullying. They're just childish. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing with the list of who has the cute butt. Yeah, I mean... I'm a woman. I'm not going to be one of those stiff feminists that are just like, oh, okay, men don't talk about that. If they ain't writing it down, they're talking about it. it but, but, I mean, they're disgusting. You should know this by now. That doesn't get better once you become an adult. And that's where I think the show breaks down too. They're trying to introduce certain adult issues. Like I wasn't even clear, and I'm still a little unclear. I should probably look it up on how old Hannah was. I'm going to guess 16 because she said sophomore and she was in the classes mostly with the other ones, even though the one, because Courtney was 18. And I'm like, what? What? When is she 18? Why is she even in this? So I, they were not consistent themselves with the own story that they're trying to bring because 
quite frankly, drugs, alcohol, I get to an extent kids get up to some shit, but it's usually because A, there's no parental supervision or you have shitty, as in Justin's case, parental supervision. That is not what we saw. Technically, if you want to put anybody on trial for this entire series, it's all of these fucking parents who keep letting their kids walk out the fucking house, not letting them text home, letting the bitch drive all over the place at 10 o'clock at damn night, letting them go to parties. You ain't checking in with nobody's fucking parent. That's what the problem is. Y'all give y'all's kids more than enough rope to hang themselves with. Because there's just no way in hell, I don't, <laughs> I have never, and I've been in a house of ill repute. I know some, you can get away with shit under your parents' nose. I'm not saying that's not a, a thing. Because I know some ratchet ass kids called my sisters and brothers and some cousins too that got up to some ratchet ass shit. I was never personally involved in the ratchet ass shit because I, for some reason, was, I don't know, I matured much quicker than everybody else i was like y'all doing too much i'm waiting until i'm 18 and then i can tell my mom to fuck off that's that was my <laughs> goal post for my virginia i'm like i'm not trying to sneak around this seems like work and, and yeah it's not to say those things don't happen i'm not trying to say that however that's not the, what they showed they showed house parties they showed a suburban that needs to be that needs to be addressed okay not <laughs> the bullying in the school is one thing but there wasn't even a, an excessive but well i guess courtney was just being bitchy but I, I i'm i would say the stalker is shit yes but i still don't understand why hannah could not open her mouth you can write a poem, you can record all these damn tapes, but you could not. And I'm not even talking about just the molestation. Everything leading up to that, like, oh, it just frustrated me this entire episode. And quite frankly, this series thus far, and it is because they wanted to tell it on these tapes. If they took the damn tapes away, you have half of that gone if you'd ever shown the parents doing anything besides arguing between themselves and giving enough time to their child because you do have those parents in the world particularly caucasian parents well not only caucasian let me let me take it back I'll take it back because i'm known to mexicans <laughs> some latinos and a few black parents not as many black parents i will say that much at least not in the <laughs> the neighborhoods i grew up in can only speak from my experience but you do have those you, they turn 15 16 17 okay you can start doing more for yourself so you start th thinking about me time and that's exactly what a lot of parents do and they check themselves out from their fucking kids and then they wonder well why the fuck they doing all this that's why because you check the fuck out you every time she comes in do, does something y'all two need to turn around and argue with each other maybe if you scheduled more time with your child you would know what was going on with them and that's why i say i don't feel at all any empathy for the bakers in this fucking lawsuit now i do empathize with the fact that they lost their child and yeah like but it's odd as mimi stated that they have not internalized at all any blame and yet they have 
as far as I'm concerned, 90% of it. Because no, my child doesn't walk in the fucking house at 11 o'clock and I don't see them. <laughs> Not happening. What? Ah, I remember, what was it? Nine. You can go see a movie. I drop you off and I pick you up with your friends. These are things you were able to do. I mean, unfortunately, I get that you want to give your children freedom, but you cannot give them that much freedom because you know that what's out there in the world. But at the same time, you have to uh, teach them. Where is the teaching going on in this entire like, when are we having some of these real-life conversations? Not about, oh, boys and liking them. No, tell them the truth. Men are shit, okay? <laughs> you are a prize, and they have to fight for you. They should know that from the time they are fucking little until the time they get to that age. And if you did your job right, by the time they get to that age, they do have that sense of confidence and worth. And you have to keep reinforcing it. You can't say it once, twice, and wait for the school to do That's another thing. People wanting schools to teach their kids nowadays. My mama told me that as well. Well, they the ones. No, no, they're not. They are they have a course curriculum that they are responsible for teaching your child. It is education. Education ain't street smart. Education ain't gonna tell them how to fill out their taxes. Education ain't gonna tell them how to do a job interview or how to say yes, ma'am, and no, Sam, how to treat a woman. You, that life experience, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I ain't seen that happening with the bakers once. I'm, I'm just gonna keep going on a tangent, so let's move on and go back to Hannah. Anyhow, she goes to the school counselor and she tells him about what is happening with her what's been going on she's clearly reaching out for help and i feel as if marcus was in a and i'm not making excuses for it because that's your job as a counselor you are supposed to be there for the students i get that real life happens it just does but there is a responsibility that you have as well I think it is a little shitty to put her suicide on him (laughs) to say that she needed help. Yes, he felt his hands were tied because everything coming out of Hannah's mouth was inconsistent. Maybe. Do you have a name? I can't. Do you want your parents involved? No. Okay. You went to a party where they're drinking, where they're drugs. Yes, I was drinking. I was drinking. Everything you are saying, quite frankly, the minute he should have said drink the drugs and alcohol, he should have brought her parents in. That's just how I feel. Like, I don't know what it is, because I know at a certain age, 15, like, you can go to your OBGYN and your parents don't need to be consenting to shit. So, I'm not sure what the policy is around counselor privilege. It felt, though, as if everything they were saying though was confidential and i could be wrong this is where i'm like you know talking out the other side of my mouth because i i don't quite understand all the dynamics but if in fact he could not release the information that she would no you know what that's not completely true because well that was on school property because i was thinking about the marijuana that clay had 
but yeah he was actually busted with the marijuana on school property so that's different and so we're back to my original point if he could not really if she said i don't want my parents to know this and he had to abide by that confidentiality in the sense that she just admitted to drinking and being at a party then that goes back to his case once again of i can only help you as much as you can give me to help was there a sexual assault maybe did you say yes or no like basically and it's sad to say but if she had went to the police and did this they would have called her parents and tried to get back to the bottom of it more but even so with a a parent with the police maybe she would have admitted more but if she had just went into a police station and continued to say all this crap or went into anyone else this would be like i can already tell you that they're not going to prosecute like they're not going to win any case against bryce first and foremost too much damn alcohol like i can see jessica because justin can bury him and it was an actual like witness not only by the account of the deceased but also uh jessica herself but they're gonna bring up the fact that you guys are drinking that she threw a party at her house that her parents did not know you're gonna bring up pumiscuity they're gonna bring up everything to do with this lifestyle in which these kids are involved in and like i said previously who does that point to the parents because no one not one person should have access to this buying alcohol on their own though with freaking fake ids yeah get the fuck out of here with that shit i can't see i have never once witnessed someone with a fake id coming into a gas station and if they did try it you best believe uh every gas station ghetto one i know is like yeah bro no (laughs) it's not you'd have to get an adult to buy it for you that's the only way i can see it going down but fucking we ain't got no lamination in the hood to fucking try to get this shit together (laughs) doing too much too much access too much this is what i mean there's an ideality to this lifestyle that also is why i just do not connect whatsoever and why maybe suburban kids or parents should start learning boundaries that they should establish with their children including how they speak to you but we will get to clay in a moment so this is when she commits suicide after this because he did not come and that's why i said even when she come out of the classroom she's in this really emotional moment and then she comes out and she's like talking into the book bag he's not following me out it almost felt as if everything in that room that just occurred was somehow an act and that is not how you want to portray your protagonist it's just a failed part on the show it's like oh anyhow anyhow uh let's move on because i think i've said as much uh let me see what else because i think i probably was just dragging the parents more so in my notes uh like i said i like that clay too pointed out that hannah wasn't infallible like she yeah she failed you too she failed you know <laughs> she did some shit as well uh, her story is just very tragic in many ways but they trace back to the consistent lack of attention uh from the parents 
goes back to not searching through her room. <laughs> uh, allowing her not to communicate. Because that's another thing. Oh, they don't want to talk to me. Well, you talking to somebody. That's why I actually like when Mrs. Jensen said that to him. Like, okay, don't force feed him some medication for fuck's sake. You're a little more st- subtle than that. But yeah, that's a rule. Like, you live in my house. You either going to talk to someone and I'm going to help you because I love you that much. If I love you, I'm not going to give you that space. You don't need that space right now. You need me to wrap my arms around you so that you know I'll never let you go. Let's go to Alex Dandel. He was indeed the gunshot victim and is in critical condition. That is learned at the end, almost at the end of the goddamn episode. I almost forgot about who was shot in the head. And then I saw Justin and then I was like, oh, well, it's definitely not him. And that's all we got of Alex. So I guess we get his fate and his feelings next season. Let's move on to Clay. I appreciated him going to Jessica first to ask what she wants to do about the tapes. She does thank him for being the only one that tried to tell her and she really just did not believe it but i guess if you're that blackout drunk and you love someone you honestly think they would tell you the truth and she just couldn't confront that truth she then tells him not to burn the tapes because he asks how she's doing she's like how the fuck do you think she doesn't want to go to the police she doesn't want to tell everyone what has happened and he says okay like he could have gave her shit about this but i appreciated that they had him respect that this is really like everything else that happened was fucked up but what happened to you is present like hannah's gone you're still here and this uh, this involves the rest of your life a lot of people already know about this embarrassing and humiliating thing that happened to you I'm not going to sit here and and expose your dirty laundry without your consent. Even though he wants to get justice for Hannah, even though he went over to Bryce and got his ass beat to get an inadmissible confession, which no one seems to bring up because, you know, I guess they don't think that far on Google. But she tells him not to burn it and she says... You think I would be disappointing Hannah? And he says that we all uh, disappointed or something to that effect. Like we all failed her. I absolutely and utterly do not conclude that at all. I think Hannah was failed by a lot of adults. And that's another thing. These are children. Like it's one thing if you're talking about this type of, and that's why I don't get the whole college frat type of vibe going on not when you're 16 and 17 years old when you're 18 off to college that's a whole different concept because you're an adult even though you're not even old enough to drink liquor we all know it's happening right that's when you i mean eventually you got to take your children have to go out in the world and learn what you've taught them (laughs) or not you you know what i mean (laughs) They have to go out with the knowledge that you taught them. That's where it goes back to the parents once again. Speaking of the parents, you have Mr. Jensen for once putting some bass in his throat. 
looking at his son like I know you ain't giving me the silent treatment when I should be or when I am pissed off at you for once again not coming home not calling not saying anything I was at a friend's place pow right in the kitchen pow right in the kitchen <laughs> what part of that is not a valid excuse do you not understand sir that does not there will be consequences and he gets up like i don't give a shit about your consequences then tell his mother soon i'll tell you all about it soon no get your ass back at this table you ain't going nowhere until unless it's to a police station matter of fact i would have searched all of his possessions put the bag on the table you were just busted with weed you best believe you now about to be treated like a criminal. You gonna go through a mandatory search before you leave the house and when you come in the house. Oh, you don't like it? You pay bills? Then shut the fuck up. Because this is what happened. Or I can put you somewhere else that you ain't gonna want to be. But what we not gonna do is talk to me any type of crazy in a place in which I am the king and queen and you came out of this vagina what the fuck is wrong with you then he tells tony what he did about the confession this uh, forces tony to give the bakers the flash drive and then i kind of really felt a kind of way between the deposition because have they listened to it yet i'm guessing they listened to it and then during the deposition was holding on information these kids parents had no idea what was going on but you guys know what was going on and you don't think it's okay to say something i mean you listen to those you trying to tell me you listen to those flash drives and you did not think to go to the fucking police you get you gave it to your attorney about a gosh damn lawsuit they oh Oh, I wanted to literally strangle Kate Walsh's character because the dad, you can almost see him fizzle into nothing because that's how much I pay him any mind. But Kate Walsh's character is by far the most entitled (laughs) woman I have ever met in my entire life. Like what the fuck is wrong with her that she's sitting in a room with a flash drive and is like gripping it as if oh my god like oh i can finally get to the end of this bringing out that picture like how did you get this picture sir where did this come from and then to question me about it is it me or is it not me that is not a question i have to ask it ain't got nothing to do with me being here not to mention that does not not make me an acquaintance of hannah's i don't even like courtney and i'm like still what she said did not mean she was not telling the truth she was an acquaintance they hung out once that was it i guess finishing up with clay before we get to the depositions because i don't have much to say about that uh they just all run off in a car with clay declaring his feelings for sky oh my god who the hell cares i felt their ending was so cheap it's like setting off a bomb and then going oh i'm just gonna drive away now (laughs) um what else once the depositions start marcus and zach both with marcus kind of admitting what they did like yeah i wasn't nice to her it kind of seems like they're all bullying but they're not really bullying like oh yeah well i wasn't the nicest person to her 
I may have pulled a prank on her that was really juvenile and stupid. Never mind, I did it because she decided to scream and yell and embarrass me in front of everyone because you didn't think I was sincere. I mean, the same thing with Marcus. Why the fuck you go? Why do you want to hang out with people that don't do anything for you? Like, that was my biggest issue with Hannah. You keep getting sexually assaulted and then keeping yourself in positions uh, with the people that sexually assaulting other people. Like, there's just, I'm still not over the fact that you showed up and Bryce was there. This is before the assault on Jessica. And he act like he did not assault you previously. You la- you smiling. Like, all your behavior cancels your own entire fucking case. Because you're not, at, it's not, I get it. You keep saying these little kids acting illogically. Yeah, there's a point, though. Some people go to fucking work and have to ho- ho- uh, get jobs. Like, you're talking about a, a different pe- side of people's lives. Like, you're lucky if all you got to worry about is football. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong to not be, uh, that be your life. But if you really think that's the toughest shit people got to deal with, then you are in a box and you need to come on out of it because life is hard it's tough and the shit i'm seeing right now on this screen is not even close to the bullying that you will get at fucking work and it will be from people that can take your job that have way more consequences i'm not saying the rape is not a consequence y'all know what i mean though and if you're trying to misconstrue what i'm saying that's because you don't want to (laughs) hear what i have to say because I'm dropping straight up knowledge and facts right now. As a parent myself, I'm not going to drop my fucking snowflake outside. And I know it's a damn storm out there. You're going to fly away in the damn breeze. You got to be honest about life. And shit. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't this little cakewalk where you guys can just hang out and be these type of teens that I'm seeing in front of me. Tyler trying to call out Clay to his mother. Go suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a motherfucking dick. Suck a dick, suck a huge or small Oh, I heard he heard had the tapes last. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I am pretty sure about that. Dude, you're a fucking stalker. Fuck you. Fuck you, and you, and you. Then Jessica goes to the deposition, and then I get one of the most puzzling lines out of the series to date there's this culture around the school where if you're a certain jock and the jock and there's another girl that said it too the girl that supposedly told her to date justin <laughs> i don't talk to him anymore oh he, oh, he took a photo of you coming down the goddamn slide and it wasn't even all like that like it's it's a stupid dumb thing to do i'm not saying he shouldn't be chastised but come on (laughs) but what where in the world was this fraternity of people that were protected by the school with the boys because as far as i'm concerned bitch i saw three of y'all asses throwing parties and y'all were females jessica threw a party hannah was trying to throw a party or did she or did she not i can't remember all of y'all are children none of y'all should be doing anything that you are doing but then to act like it is only just the men a great minute granted the men are gross in this show uh some more than others 
However, that statement don't even fly with what we just saw for 13 whole hours. I have not seen any uh, teacher or the principal, because they put bowling in it and bowling covers it up. What? <laughs> like maybe you have a different experience from everyone else, but I, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go with that. That you just randomly popped the fuck up after you went to college. <laughs> this was just sloppy. Very, very sloppy and trying to, again, maybe y'all put this somewhere in the, the script before it actually <laughs> was completed, but it did not have any context with the show and the story that unfolded. And then having the mother say, oh, well, you know, and then even the lawyer, what kind of things? Hold up. <laughs> like if I was the father sitting in the corner, I'm like, no, no, that's not, she's not answering that question whatsoever. I would not need to be told by the, and this is a deposition. This is not, you can't cross-examine someone. You, it's <sighs> bothering the mess out of me so much. And then the minute you started sexual assault, okay, you telling me things that, where's the proof of this? Y'all act like kids can't make up shit. Y'all just taking it at face value. And I'm, I'm still thrown by the fact that clearly she's like, oh, don't let her uh, answer that question. I'm supposed to feel bad for you that you know that this is a rape victim standing in front of you and you're going to have her being cross-examined? What, what kind of parent are you? <laughs> what? Oh, I could not hate someone more in a moment and I'm supposed to be feeling sorry for them than this backward ass. That's why I said if someone else wrote this for a certain uh, group of people in a certain part of this country in which this shit goes on and y'all need to be talking to on a whole. Fuck the school. <laughs> and not to mention all of these crimes went where? Not on school property. So... I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see next season how everyone gets dragged because that's what's going to happen. We got all of these events and that's what I'm probably going to enjoy, to be honest. <laughs> but you're going to have one prosecution and it's going to be sad because in all of that, an actual crime will be unpunished. Actual people that deserve to be in jail will go free because everything around it all led up to that point including the fact that he is living abandoned by his own fucking parents but you best believe they're gonna spend all dime to get him a good attorney and we are talking about bryce who we had a very brief scene in this episode a few of them finishing up with just uh jessica she does eventually at the end tell her father what happened that something happened to her she gets um well, she gets approached by Justin, who is now homeless. And then Justin, the same thing with him. And I usually feel bad for Justin because he is the only one I feel that there's home life that precipitates his situation. He does not have anyone to turn to, literally. Like, his parents have failed him for a long time. So, of course, he would go down a route in which he's going to become an addict himself. He goes to see Jessica, begs to do anything to redeem himself. And she tells him, I don't want to see you again. And I don't blame her for that. Like, I'm not 
Stop showing up. Stop trying to tell me how you jumped off a bridge. All you can think about is me and how you fucked up. That's great. But you allowed me for weeks to spend time with someone knowing this thing happened to me. No, I, I, her saying you should have tried harder to kill yourself was a, a very visceral reaction from her. Like, don't make your issues my, like you're putting your guilt on me as if that's my thing that I have to deal with. I have my own shit I have to deal with. Bryce is playing softball with Monty, who continues to be a person around. And Bryce tries to act as if the other night in the accusation was just words of jealousy. However, when he meets up with Justin a little bit later, they get booze. He tries to act like everything is cool. But he's like, no, there's uh, some tapes out there. Hannah accusing you of molestation and that there's a deposition. So basically, I'm giving you a heads up on what's about to happen. And then he takes the alcohol and Bryce says, so we're cool. And he's like, no, we're we're not cool. Uh, we're never going to be cool again. So she he did offer to kill Bryce, which was a bit extreme. He really is going to go down a really bad road, I feel. The fact that this season did not end with Bryce's arrest was very frustrating to me as well. I thought that was a letdown. The whole thing with Marcus, I think I touched on it just a bit, but I don't have much to say other than it was a frustrating scene to watch. Um, Hannah was frustrating in that moment. I think he was frustrated with his phone and the the pressures of being the new father. It seems as if his mother don't or his wife don't give him no fucking break. Like, what the fuck is that? That you need to call someone that many times and they ain't answered. Like, I'm at work. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not picking up because I'm doing something. So, yeah, uh, he put himself in a terrible position. And I think that's the only and even then though i like i said i took many law classes this shit will be all destroyed on cross everything destroyed and it's gonna be everyone's fault everyone but primarily the parents i think i've said that enough but that's what i wanted to rant the most about (laughs) so with that let's get on to the feedback We just got Mimi who sent in her written feedback before um, before I had put out the season and then she sent in her audio final thoughts so I will read that first she says okay so I finished the last episode last night and I'm sending my feedback today I waited to send my feedback because I knew when you saw this email, you was going to be mad. I finished this whole season in a week, but in my defense, I needed answers and your timeline wasn't working for me. Mm, How do you feel about that now, Mimi? How do you feel about that now? There were some real shockers in this last episode. One, I thought the final tape was going to be for Hannah's parents, but imagine my surprise when the dumbass counselor was the one on the tape and his tape left me shook. Now, I still feel like her making these tapes was very manipulative on her part, especially what she is doing to Tony. Exactly. 
and somewhat unfair because these people weren't able to defend themselves to her because she's already dead but the counselor probably is more at fault than anyone else at the school i know i have been going on and on about her parents and i still believe that her parents need to take some responsibility for not seeing the signs of their child or that their child was in trouble but i get why the show's creator isn't going that route and it's probably best that way i don't i completely disagree with that because that's the problem is we keep trying to make school systems raise our children and then what is and this is the thing my sister just a little bit brief background my sister attempted suicide when she was younger was she suicidal nope was she depressed nope was she attention seeking yes there are different reasons why people do things when you're a teenager and getting to the root of that yes is exactly what the counselor position is but it also stems from more like in this case hannah decided to go to a counselor for help but what if she didn't would she still have taken these steps like that's where i'm really thrown by it completely being on marcus like i said i'm not saying he isn't like he knew something was going on to an extent and i don't know what in his profession and i know she said she's got a little bit so maybe i'll just keep reading and then i'll it looks like she says she's got some background in this but she says well she went and saw him and she used a lot of trigger words that he should have known were a cry for help you know my educational background in my profession so i'm saying this from a perspective of someone who literally knows he did not do a good job helping hannah oh no i agree completely on that part that he did not do a good job that there were trigger words but where was it stemming from and i think that's where he failed he allowed his personal life into his profession he should have kept her there he should have gotten probed further and continued to probe until he got the actual confession he needed to be actionable she continues anyway in his field he should know and respond to trigger words or phrases like the words hannah was voicing to him on that visit in my current profession one of the things that we have to look for every time we have to admit a patient every time we talk to them literally every interaction we are expected to be listening for trigger words slash phrases and things that people may say that makes us think they're wanting to hurt themselves or someone else for instance i just want to end it all or i'm sick of feeling this way i don't feel anything anymore i don't care about anything or anyone these are all trigger phrases that i can remember coming out of hannah's mouth in the conversation she had with the counselor i agree but i also think she said them in the way that felt like trigger words like she read the manual and that's where i'm I, mm. see i think everything you're saying is absolutely correct i wish she was saying it in a way that would make me believe her and the fact that i'm sitting as an audience member not fully not not believing her because i think that's the wrong word i think he realized that something was there's something going on with her and she does need to talk about it but what is is this psychological what is this but like i said i feel as if you're right in the sense because i keep going back and forth ultimately he should have done way more way more than he did but i don't think in his mind that's where i think i'm saying it wrong i'm trying to say it from his perspective versus how i feel 
because if i would have heard that my daughter had went to this guy and he told her all of this stuff yeah i would feel some different kind of way (laughs) absolutely and utterly um however on the flip side of just thinking about how people make mistakes sometimes how people can overlook something or they misjudge a situation based on conflicting evidence of what they're seeing because you always almost you have to be just as aware i would think of that as well of teenagers that are being teenagers or hypersensitive or uh you know i guess all of it is a call for attention but what kind of attention? maybe i'm maybe because i will throw it out there i'm using my own personal experience as a bias because i know when my sister did it it was for completely utter selfish reasons and nothing to do with any issue other than the fact that she was the youngest and wanted the spotlight on her and everyone else was going through things and she didn't get it now is that a different kind of issue i guess we can discuss on that what does that mean in itself but i'm also of the opinion that some people are just fucking selfish (laughs) and some people just don't go you can give them all the right things and they still make the wrong choices so i guess maybe the show just did not in my opinion present a more balanced argument for me to feel as solidly as i should feel with the protagonist in this situation hopefully that cleared up all of the stuttering i have been trying to work out my thoughts about this last episode she continues he had an obligation to dig deeper and i'll say he did try but he didn't do enough when he found out she got raped or even if it was just her having sex with someone and later regretting it he should have dug deeper it was clearly destroying her self-worth and ability to find joy in life he should have called her parents immediately but i think he was so distracted by all the calls he was getting he either forgot or felt like she would come back if it was important but she didn't the way she was talking as she left his office could have been her admitting she would kill herself or that she was going to move on instead of assuming worst case scenario he rolled the dice and assumed she was going to move on he lost that dice roll because he was wrong he had a huge responsibility and he failed hannah and left her kill herself who's to say that hannah wouldn't have committed suicide later that day anyway if he made her stay and talk to him or maybe it would have been a week later instead of that same day we will never know honestly but what we do know is that he had a responsibility as the counselor of that school and he fucking failed hannah because he didn't recognize the signs that she was hurting done trying to feel better and done with life you had one job sir (laughs) she says on a happier note i've decided that i freaking love clay's dad he gets the award for most lovable parent in this season he is so cute and the relationship is too adorable the relationship actually makes me think that that's how darren and Derek will act when Derek is a teenager and their scene at the table during breakfast when they were ignoring each other was hilarious see i didn't find any hilarious at all i was eating i also want to touch on the fact that tyler was not the 17 year old kid with a gunshot wound to the head that was being rushed to the hospital in the back of an ambulance however he is the kid with the whole ass arsenal in his room at the bottom of the chest yup i was not expecting it to be alex that tried to kill himself i'm pretty sure i saw in a while ago in the trailer for season four so i'm assuming he's not dead 
We never followed him, so we don't know how he's been uh, he's been handling life since Hannah's death. But when he jumped in the pool and stayed there when they were at Bryce's house, that did come across like suicidal-ish behavior to me. But then he just started to be angry all the time. So I just thought his new persona would be the kids that constantly getting into fights. I think being summoned to Hannah's deposition, knowing his dad, the cop, knowing he would more than likely not be held accountable was too much for him. And he did what he thought was best. I think so too. I think he did it so that the school could have something else. And if he did kill himself, this would be two dead kids at the school. And he feels he can bring attention to that but clearly this is just a theory on my part hopefully we will get more into alex's backstory in life next season yeah i mean but the fact that of it is is alex also knew like we have to give everyone like i'm not done with uh down with this whole you know teeny years you're 17 fucking years old <laughs> you should be way closer because you ain't got too much longer i mean once you step off the pedestal at 18 ain't nobody holding your damn hand after that so you should be ready in advance and how i feel is if alex knew everyone was telling the truth then he knew that two people got raped and he didn't say shit he didn't need nobody's permission he kept going over to bryce's fucking house like all of them as far as i'm concerned are absolute trash with the exception of clay and uh what was the other girl who turned herself in sherry like everyone else really was some asses because there's just no way in the hell I'm like, oh, I, I believe what she said on those tapes. Okay. <laughs> so you believe that someone got molested and then was stalked and you're just, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm glad that Clay didn't give Bryce the tapes because technically he should have gotten them afterwards. Uh, because tape 12 was for Bryce. I just feel like it wouldn't have went that way went the way that hannah would have wanted if bryce got the tapes bryce is so entitled he would have figured out a way to make this not his fault and be absolved of any wrongdoing i don't even know what hannah was thinking when she was like oh i want you to know what you did i also like that clay and sky are friends again because her cutting herself is something that the show should not gloss over and the fact that clay is friends with her now maybe she'll be more happy and she won't feel the need to hurt herself anymore that was something that was very glossed over and i feel the show could have done better with i don't know that i don't know what i predict for next season but i do hope that we figure out what happened to my girl sherry when she turned herself in for knocking over the stop sign girl ain't nothing happened to that girl i know i saw her in the picture for next season or for season four someone posted on social media so she must not go to jail or prison I think I've said ad nauseum about that accident, so I will not go into it again. I hope Clay gets some new friends besides Tony and Sky, preferably Sherry. You need to let that ship go. Let it go, girl. I also hope that Clay forgives himself about his perceived part in Hannah's suicide because he clearly took it the hardest. Ugh, the scene where Clay is imagining telling Hannah that he loves her instead of leaving the bedroom like she told him to after their makeout session at the party was too much i felt nothing call me cold-hearted he clearly was in love with her anyone with eyeballs could see that but he was too chicken to tell her and he blames her suicide on the fact that she didn't feel loved even though he did love her okay but see that's half the problem because you need to love yourself you need to teach these young girls to love yourself first always <laughs> always and i think that 
her parents while they were inattentive i'm not sure if they i got the intention they didn't love her or that she didn't feel loved by anyone she wanted a certain kind of love she wanted a certain kind of acceptance in the world that she just didn't feel i have a hard time correlating where that began and i'm not sure it was before she started school if she's 17 years old there's <laughs> i guess she just moved there i keep forgetting that part too did she have these issues at her previous school it kind of felt like she wanted to make a fresh start you know she had to do school years there's a lot of things that i i can't take I don't know if I would nail it down to that being the top motivation. But I could see how Clay would feel that way. She continues, I'm hoping that changes in season two. When he likes someone, he says it ASAP. I also hope that love is thrown in Sherry's direction because I still ship it like FedEx. The end. (laughs) Oh, Mimi. Mimi. Let it go, baby. And let's see what she has to say after she has been listening to the podcast and she has heard what I had to say. So here are her final thoughts. what it do stina it's mimi i'm gonna try and not sound all like tired because i was tired when i did the merlin podcast and shy dragged me for it <laughs> so i'm gonna try and not be tired sounding and i've noticed that i like do this a lot and that annoyed me so i can only imagine how it feels for other people to hear it and i say like a lot so i'm really trying to work on that i don't know how you do this christina i really give you applause because it is not easy and i refuse to record for 10 minutes and then go back and listen to myself and take out parts it just seems like a lot so i feel like i gotta do a better job of getting my thoughts together so this is just my um like lasting thoughts after the completion of season one of 13 reasons why um, after listening to your your podcast um, and getting your opinion, I can say that we definitely viewed this series differently 
Um, my thoughts about certain characters I'm not saying my opinion is more realistic than yours or yours I just think that we have different viewpoints and um, I'm just going to talk about my personal like flaws I felt like there were flaws in the season Um, and in my own personal opinion of certain things that you said about um, some characters I just was gathering my thoughts throughout the season um after listening to your podcast I wrote a couple of things down so I'm just gonna go over that um every when I was able to like just jot the things down I did um so it's just a couple of things that I wanted to talk about one of the things that I absolutely really despised after like the last episode of this season um was um the fact that first hannah didn't have a tape for her parents at all um i don't understand why she was so quick to point the finger at everyone else but then like even the final um tape that was the counselor like i understand like her going to talk to him and i know initially i was like livid that he you know blew past those certain words that she says but then like after like sitting with it and thinking about it I feel like he does have a little bit of fault because he was distracted and maybe he wasn't paying he was trying to pay attention but she was being very coy about it and he had the phone ringing and you know people have their own lives and he's trying to do too many things and he probably got like kind of sidetracked um and focused more on the actual rape of her and not trying to understand why she would come to his office i feel like it was hannah's manipulative way of a cry for help and after this season and i will admit that i watched the first two seasons or the first two episodes of season two and um you know so i i feel like I'm gathering my thoughts from that to season two. Um, Clearly, I'm not going to say anything about season two, but I just feel like um, this whole tape from the beginning, just the way Hannah acts is very, very manipulative and it really bothers me. And I thought maybe after listening to all of the tapes, I would feel differently, but I think the most most manipulative thing that she did was having clay on the tapes and then saying you don't deserve to be on the tapes well then why you put him on the tapes and why did you treat him like garbage and yell and scream at him about getting out of his getting out of your face and leaving him alone after like you guys are making out and he asked you was it okay and you guys were going through it and i'm not saying that she is not allowed to change your mind because you absolutely are but clay is no matter how sweet and in love with her he is he's still a teenage boy and you're treating him like this like how is he supposed to care about like understand you're cold and hot like one second you are um flirting with him super hard at a party and y'all go upstairs and make out and then you're like kicking him out and then you're you want to be friends with him like the next day like it never happened i just i don't know hannah just really bothers me so um 
she just gets on my nerve and I feel like back to my original point was her not having to tape for her parents like I don't know if that was her manipulative way of being like ha like you want to ignore me fine bitch I will ignore you too and I don't know if I'm just being cynical maybe she just really didn't think that her parents had any responsibility oh my god that's my dog barking in the background he is so raggedy (sighs) pause I'm gonna pause this for a second he is just constantly every time I push play he would bark again he's really being he's such a spoiled brat I know he's doing this on purpose and like I said before I'm not gonna go back in (laughs) and edit so y'all just go hit a dog bark and me yelling at him because I don't even care anymore um so I just think Hannah is just very manipulative and her not having the tape for the parents I don't know if that's something they're planning on focusing on later maybe they never focus on it but that like that's the one thing that throughout the whole season one I was just like where the hell are all these people's parents even um Jessica's dad it's like it seems like he was like a military man and very strict but he was gone for days at a time and left you um to your own device like you're still in high school like what are you 16 years old I don't give a crap how independent my child is you are not about to be home for days like I will give you hours when you're a teenager but days boy bye like that is ridiculous there is no way on god's green earth that i would ever be leaving anywhere for three days and let my son just be in the house kicking it hard by himself no you don't pay no bills in this house wherever if i'm going to this boring trip work trip you going to so let's both be bored like absolutely not you are not about to have no house party with with my stuff like i i just i just don't understand that the parents just in general in this show just seem to not be non-existent and I, I don't like that they didn't focus on the parents any person with a child would feel some type of responsibility I feel like most of us would feel all of the responsibility that our child was that sad and upset and we didn't even notice like that just seems unrealistic okay so now that I've rambled on enough I will go ahead to my next point my next point was about clay um i feel like christina you are dragging clay for filth most of the time when you have to understand that i think the real reason that you don't see it from clay's perspective is that you know you you weren't the average high school child you were well it sounds like you were like wise beyond your years because i'm gonna i'm gonna say this with the most love and respect that i can but don't nobody skip school to go to the library but you like that is not a thing that normal fucking high school people do like I just want you to be clear that that's not normal when we skip school and I will admit I was there because my friends was doing it I wasn't about to be at school by myself so I skipped school we went to somebody's house and we I mean I wasn't a big drinker but you know I would have my one beer that would last me the whole day because I wasn't a big drinker and I was a bit poor and it was five dollars a cup and ain't nobody got time for that um but nobody went to the library but you like that's just not something that we normally did um I just feel like Clay's reaction during the season you know to not immediately go to the police or to not immediately get an adult like he at least from my perspective was trying to get through the tapes he couldn't understand how everyone else was so fast with it when he was it was hard for him and he's like it sounds like especially with um 
Alex and Jessica, y'all were at some point her best friend and y'all just flew through these tapes. It didn't hurt you. It didn't it wasn't sad to hear all this stuff that happened to her. So he was probably trying to like before he did anything, he was trying to get through the tapes. And I feel like things that were minor, like granted, dude being a stalker is a criminal offense. Like that is something that's against the law. But I feel like the way he handled it was very realistically like a high school boy that had a crush on a girl like you want to do something real messed up to to her my crush I'm gonna do something messed up to you I'm not saying it's right I just feel like it's kind of on par um I can't imagine it seems like Clay was not popular but he was well known and well liked um he wasn't a bully he didn't I'm assuming he got bullied at some point I remember hearing some little tidbit about that um but he just stayed in his lane so him just going like I can't imagine him like just going to someone and like oh you know screw you you leave her alone like he's still a high school kid trying to keep his nose clean and if you've been on the other end of bullying most people try to stay out of it like I'm glad my son is not one of those people that just sits there and watch pe- people get bullied he st- steps in but I I know for me like I would see it in my mind my high school mind would be like well damn I'd rather it be them than me and that's probably where Clay was coming from I don't think him not immediately going to the police or an adult is um unrealistic I mean granted as an adult watching this show I can say like it's silly that he's not trying to at least talk to his mom because she seems like a pretty level-headed person she knows the law and she clearly has um clay's interests at heart so she is really doing a good job you know letting him know that she's available he just doesn't want to talk to her and that seems typical of teenagers just from me remembering how my sisters were Uh, i think okay so um that, I think that's all I got to say about um, Clay. Um, my last point that I can remember was um, me personally. I know Hannah and Justin both can be blamed for, you know, allowing Bryce to rape Jessica. But in my personal opinion, I put most of the fault on Justin because First of all, Justin knew what Bryce was going to do. Like he literally had like they had a scuffle outside of the door. And he was basically saying like, if she has sex with you, she's going to have sex with me. And instead of fighting for his girl that he claims to love so much, he went downstairs on the couch and started like a little sucking like a little bitch. Like that, I will net like I if I swear if in future seasons, Jessica gets back with Justin. I will be so fucking livid because how can you like I we we hate Bryce like that's a given but I hate Justin just as much because he he he's so quick to fight Clay because he don't want the tapes to get out but you won't stand up for your own girlfriend like you're gonna murder Clay because you don't want him to tell but you're not gonna stand up to Bryce for your for your girlfriend and just let him violate and then you know when he had multiple chances like when Hannah had the tapes that was his chance to just tell her the truth and he didn't he watched her spiral out of control like she was a freaking train wreck and everyone saw it and you know you would expect her so-called friends to say something but nobody said anything but 
the fact that Justin literally said nothing and just watched it and it seems as though he was almost just turning a blind eye like being around her was making him sad so he was like avoiding her at some point like that to be at Bryce's house like that is disgusting and despicable I I have no words for Justin like I hate him on, on the same level that I hate Bryce like how dare you Ugh, it's just disgusting like I and I just and Hannah like another thing about her manipulation is like you know instead of killing yourself and sending these tapes maybe you could have had a maybe you could have instead of going to the counselor maybe you go talk to Jessica you know tell her how you're feeling Alex like let them know like instead of making these tapes and okay I, I remember her saying she put it all out there and then she was like well maybe once I, I like I feel better now let me try something else okay you go to the counselor why not go to a friend or someone that you thought was your friend because it sounds like other than the like Alex doing that one incident like and they saw each other in the hallway it didn't seem like she hated his guts she didn't just like treat him the way she tra treated um whatever that tall Asian dude's name is like I just I feel like there was a lot of options she could have went to her parents you know she could have went to one of her teacher the the Asian lady the one who said if you guys have problems come talk to me damn she could have went to sky at the damn coffee shop she could have talked to anybody um i feel like she chose the counselor for a reason because she probably knew that he like maybe he would brush her off maybe that's really what she wanted i don't know i just i like the show don't get me wrong but the more i sit with it and think about the way that hannah approached this whole thing and the fact that she made tapes about it I don't know if they want us to like her or feel sorry for her. I don't like I think she disgusts me. I I I don't think suicide is ever the right answer. But manipulating people around you to feel bad that you died, that you killed yourself because in your death, you want to hurt them the way they hurt you. That's terrible. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's in hell right now. Like that's just or, you know, some people believe in limbo, you know, you don't deserve to go to hell but you definitely aren't going to heaven so now you're just stuck here roaming the earth for the rest of your life like that's your fate i don't know but um i think that's all i can think of at the moment um i'm glad that you're um gonna be doing two episodes at a time because it'll it'll have us get through all four of these seasons but i don't have to like watch them so quickly i feel like the one thing i hated about binging was um not being able to listen to your um, podcast but now we have so many other things that you added to the roster that i think that this will all work out so hopefully this isn't too long you don't be like oh my god this sounds terrible <laughs> um uh i just I, I wanted to give like a something extra because usually we like go back and forth between the episodes and like sometimes I'll give you feedback on what I said or you'll give me feedback on, you know so this is the closest we can get to like a live conversation since I watched the whole first season in like two days so my bad I'm gonna try not to do that again savor all of these episodes um so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic I'm over here laughing out loud talking about Nobody goes to the library. <laughs>
said, wise beyond your years? <laughs> I probably was. There, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I was an abnormal teenager. One, I will allow that. I, uh, that call me out on it, and you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I was less inclined to get into shit than other people, or take those types of risks, because it just didn't seem worth it to me. It, it really didn't. Plus, I was in love with a 36 year old man in New York, so. I mean, I had goals. <laughs> my number one goal was getting the fuck out of my house. So, yes, you're right that high school is not the same for everyone. That there are kids who deal with much different experiences and anxieties than everyone else. I think, however, too, I'm just like your son. I remember the only time I've ever been suspended from school was because, or the only time I've ever been in a fight in school, and that third grade fight really don't count, but was in seventh grade where, or was it sixth? Yeah, sixth grade, and we were all at the at the bathroom lined up, and I was not being bullied at all. Had I been bullied a little bit in high school? Yes. They used to call me Shamu. I was all of 120 pounds soaking wet. Yet, for some reason, the, the boys, a lot of Vietnamese boys growing up in, in grade school, don't know why, uh, a lot of <laughs> just that neighborhood at the time in Ohio. And man, yeah, they all called me Shamu. We'd be in freaking gym and we'd play basketball because I had to, and they would chant Shamu. They threw sawdust in my hair, and one time it had a fly in it, and I was so pissed off, like I was crying ridiculously but what's crazy is I remember crawling underneath a desk uh, the teacher came back in I immediately told them what happened and and they took it upon themselves at the, the minute they were advised that this behavior was going on now this is in the ghetto now right now if you go to high schools like zero time that's why some of the stuff in this school like wait this had to be four or five years ago because I do know that there are zero tolerance policies in the schools that my daughter goes to right now. Now, in, in my growing up in high school, not I'm not saying they didn't like, you know, shit went happen. But if you ever went to a teacher and said, hey, this person's being mean to me, the first thing that he ripped all three of them kids in from where they were, they had a what they call it, it wasn't a counseling session but it was a mediation and I remember they would have kid mediators as well and so we I got to talk to the people that were wrong to me and while confronting your bully maybe that doesn't do anything I could say sometimes it does now while two out of the three were completely unrepentant and give a shit about what they're doing one named Ricky Ricardo, yes, that was his name, took it very seriously. Like him hearing from me how I felt did affect him. So guess what? I wasn't bullied anymore. No one called me Shamu, except for that one fucking kid, but he was doing it because he was, had a crush on me. He even admitted to me on the rapid one day. Yeah, I always teased you doing so bad because I really liked you. Why are boys so stupid? 
It's so stupid. Oh, you just ruined my freaking high school because you really liked me? What kind of shit is that big? But, so yeah. <laughs> Talking about that one bullying incident. But in the case that I got suspended, yeah, another girl was getting bullied. I was not. At this point in time, in, in, that, in that year, sixth grade, I wasn't getting bullied at all. And I couldn't stand by and watch it. Even now, I see I, it's my big... fearful moment is that I don't know how to stand by and watch something be wrong and not do anything about it so yeah that was my first fight it was beating up the person (laughs) now the funny thing is if if it was just for me it was happening to me I'm like oh I'm so sad I crawl underneath a desk but if it's happening to someone else I'm like fuck no not about to watch that shit so no I didn't even at, at work I am just that type of person and it's good to know that hey some people you know aren't like that (laughs) and I have to stop judging everyone so harshly based on my own personal and I get that too because it's like you see two people fighting and you might decide to jump in and catch a bullet I always worry about that what if I ever do something and I put myself in danger and don't see my daughter anymore and she's without a mother that she needs because I needed to play a hero that's my biggest fear is because I just can't not not want to even but it's not always the same instance too because I don't have to jump in right I can call 911 (laughs) but if someone's physically being assaulted I don't think I could possibly just not run over there with a weapon and start beating the shit out of them that would be hard for me not to do especially if it's a female like I've yeah I've had to be dragged away a few times (laughs) I don't I don't have any tolerance for that shit I remember one time I got in a fight with my cousin like weighed 200 pounds more than me and he just told this lie and usually I'm just a calm cool I'm not a fighter either I'm a lover all the way I'm not a fighter I just call that other person Shira because that's exactly what it is it's almost like a different red mist descends and I'm a different person and I'm out of my body watching as this absolute nutcase takes over but yeah one time my my, my cousin just told a bald face lie to my mother after she just bawling her eyes out because I lost a card but he stole the card it was a food card he stole it uh, lied about it he got busted lying about it um and then she's just trying to appeal like well you know did you need help did you whatever and he said something smart out of his mouth and i don't even remember being from one side of the room to the other but i know i had a phone in my hand and i was beating the living shit out of his face the next second and (laughs) that's when i knew i'm like i really need to do something about that 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 uh that trait of mine that's why i'd be wanting to beat that neighbor's ass i can't even see her no more (laughs) (laughs) like let's not let's not because i really really will go to jail and you really will be fucked up at the end of it because you best believe if you make me fight uh we walking away bloody i ain't gonna feel shit because the red mist has descended (laughs) however i'm definitely going to be intent on causing you the most physical pain i possibly can but that's just the scorpio in me what you said about justin is 100 percent facts um i may have said something previously i don't recall but everything you said i completely agree with and he pissed me off this episode too like don't put your fucking guilt on me 
because you did the wrong. I mean, you literally let this dude buy you some beer and tell him all. I how can you even? I mean, you don't need permission to kill someone. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You got a gun. You don't got much to lose if you really. And it sounds fucked up for me to say, but if you really was, I want to make this right or you feel you were responsible, which you should be for what happened to your girl, then you make that right on, but with you. And like I said, I do feel more for Justin because he really never had, while the other parents let their kids run fucking wild, he didn't even have a chance. He was born without those chances. His mother don't give a shit about him. He's out on the street homeless right now. It's fucked up. I mean, he's been abused. I don't know if that's sexual as well as physical, but it's definitely physical. So, yeah. I also think that with Justin still being responsible that, you know, is this the first time? This feels like something that's happened previously and before, and that's why when they brought that blonde chick back up i'm like are they really trying to make this out to because then if you're really gonna go there then you did a really sloppy job of trying to build that up for season two and hopefully y'all didn't hear me when i burp like that because <laughs> i'm not about to go back and listen i don't go back and listen to myself either i try to when i'm speaking be more cons uh be more aware of the verbiage that I'm using because you always hear me complain about repetitive dialogue. I complain about myself when I have repetitive dialogue. I really like using the words. And like I said, I say that all the time and it bothers me. And even a few times recording this one. And so it, it's, it literally is a work in practice. I had a whole two years I used to say literally until people started teasing me about it and then I'd never say it again. <laughs> so if the same thing for me, you notice trends, you let me know. Because eventually I will catch them myself, but it's better uh, or helpful if you can catch them as well. But I think you and Shy both sound really more confident and steady than you did your first. <laughs> couple you definitely have your own pace and i think you're doing fantastic last point because this is what i don't know how this ended up being as long as it did because i thought i only had 10 minutes worth of things to say <laughs> but once you go on a rant apparently i can go but with you saying something important about hannah being manipulative yeah that's my biggest thing with hannah like you had people actually say the words and I think you even brought up the the teacher if you have an issue come see me the way in which she left that room and the way in which her parents because I'm thinking about this from a prosecution perspective I took like three <laughs> law classes in high school so and I actually had to go down and do a mock jury thing so that's why I'm more fascinated on this end of it but and I also played the prosecution, not the defense. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I thought it was more intriguing for the prosecution or the defense in a fake setting. If I probably would do it for real, I'd be on the defense part, maybe. I don't know. But I was thinking in this case, her parents just lost money, right? They're in a struggling business. Bryce's parents are loaded. Hannah has made overtures back and forth between the males and the school 
again, her own actions have been inconsistent of anyone who has been molested. Let's just put that out there right now. Because I know a lot of molestation victims would not be like, so he molested me, assaulted me, and I saw him the next day and I was like, hey. No. No. <laughs> no. You would avoid that person at all costs. You sure as shit. I don't care if your friend was in that pot pool with him. You would not go in there. So the way she left it and then setting up the teacher or Marcus, the counselor, it almost feels as, okay, I went to this person. I gave them some bare information. I threw out some trigger words. Now I made all these tapes. You could use this to prosecute Bryce, but most likely it won't go to trial. You could take a settlement. That's what it's going to boil down to is money. And it's going to look like the Bakers and Hannah herself was a thirst trap for Bryce to get paid. Because your actions after and not before, well, not before, but after were just not sensible. And I mean, in the basic of common sense, while I will not say she's in hell <laughs> or limbo, I do think that there needs to be attention brought to the fact that Hannah herself did not make things easy for herself. She could have talked to her parents. She could have, and there's nothing to say she could not have talk to her parents maybe I was scared to talk to them okay talk to a priest call a hotline that's anonymous I mean you're sending out anonymous notes in class it's as if she wanted the class to be focused on her and that is again another narcissistic trait that goes back far beyond you going to high school you would have had that same trait going out of high school what would that life have been like I feel like the intervention point was it just like things built up? Yes. But I do think that they stemmed from something in her early child development that got her to this point. Because I don't remember being that fucking needy either. <laughs> and I have three sisters too. So I know all about being boy crazy, but it's boy crazy. And then there's just like, again, she's searching for love. And then, then the person she ended up searching and loving or wanted at the end you you blew off let's not forget that clay been like he's been giving you hard eyes since the moment he met you and to say that you did not see it otherwise and then you were a dick to him then you came around i mean you were a teenager your damn self and that's the part that i'm not sure this show um thought about when they were putting it together so i'm sure we'll have much more to discuss in season two if you want to join the discussion, you can send it to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black on magic. <laughs>